You're barely Sorry. making a sound. Hello, everyone. <laughs> this is Urgent Care. I am Joel Kim Booster. And I am Joel Kim Booster. Wait a minute. <gasps> Freaky Friday. That would Where be both people become We're, the same. <laughs> now that's a twist. Now that's a twist on the old formula, I'd say. Um, this is a, she's being a silly goose. That's Mitra Johari that you're hearing. Um, if you're new to the podcast, I don't want to confuse you. Um, it's not a podcast hosted by two Joel Kim boosters. That would be ridiculous. <laughs> Nobody's asked for that. Nobody wants that. Um, I just want to put it on record that I am asking for that. <laughs> you <laughs> fell for my trap. You fell for my trap. <laughs> Coming to your wolf next fall. The, the two prov. But it's just me and me. The Joel um, Kim boosters experience. <laughs> oh, God. What a nightmare for everyone involved. Um, this is not a podcast about two prov, though. Uh, although I'm sure people would actually really love to pay a premium, pre- a premium to hear you and I do two prov. Because um, it would be very bad. <laughs> yeah, very bad. Very to hear, long. To hear two people who have spent a lot of money on training. Oh, Bomb. You know I haven't spent a cent on training. <laughs> you haven't spent any money on improv? No, no money on improv. Oh, just musical theater? Just, just theater. <laughs> just theater. In fact, I auditioned... Oh, sorry. <laughs> I auditioned a bunch for the improv team at my school and the sketch team and didn't make either one of them. So this entire wow. career of mine is just one big revenge fantasy come true. It is comforting to hear that you are, you too are fueled, fueled by spite. Mm-hmm. Fueled, fueled by, by ramen. Spite, or like we're fueled, fueled by ramen by and we're fueled by a desire <laughs> to help our listeners because here at Urgent Care, we are a call-in advice show. Calls and emails, rather. Um, mm-hmm. People call in, they write in with problems, and Mitra and I answer them to the best of our very limited ability. Yes. But before we get into all that, I have to ask, Joel... How's it going? Oh my god. Um not well. I <laughs> I uh, have returned from my travels um and I really thought that like taking some time away from my home I would come back and I would feel energized and I would feel like a, a, a fresh sort of sense of of love for my home and it really did not work that way. In fact, it it's only made things worse. Um I hate my apartment even more than I thought possible now. Um having been out of it, um I did fall in love while I was away. We were texting a little bit about this. I have an this antibodies the- boyfriend who is, is this- a ceramicist. That's right, <laughs> listeners. You're you. It's it's come real full circle in my life. I was forced to text Mitra while I was away that my antibodies boyfriend um, is, in fact, a very accomplished ceramicist. Beautiful His, ceramics. And I have seen this person's work. It's beautiful. Um, and yeah, I guess the feeling that I felt when Joel told me that he was had feelings for a ceramicist was smug, um, <laughs> relief, <laughs> confidence, self-assuredness, uh, <laughs> G- 
jealousy. It is like a parable. It is like a parable. It's like you treat your one of your best friends so poorly um, for one of their deep interests, like so one of their favorite new hobbies. And then what comes back around to bite you in the ass but that hobby? Um, I, don't I think know. it's beautiful. What it shows what it shows me is that um you are in many ways in love with me. And mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, that's exactly uh, it. If you were if you were over six foot tall and had a sculpted beautiful body, really, we thought it was the ceramics that were was keeping us apart this whole time, but in fact it was your biologically female body um that was keeping and that's comforting because that really isn't something that i at this moment can really change just due to covid restrictions so i (laughs) i but i but i i can change my hobby (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) but now i don't want you to now i want to introduce you i want you to take a class i want him to sit behind you and sort of like in ghost sort of teach you how to make beautiful pottery um but it's depressing because he does not live here, um, and I don't know when I will see him next. And that is um, chilling to me to feel this way about a person and not be able and to be so far away from them is deeply sad to me. And so now I'm back, and um, I still have the podcast. You know, we still have each other. I still get to look at your face through Zoom. Thank God, <laughs> and truly, thank God. And well, how about you? How are you doing? Well, first of all, I'm glad you're back. And uh, second of all, I'm okay. Um, As a recording, um, this weekend I did the second round of the hygiene kit drives I've been doing. And we made a thousand more hygiene kits, which was really exciting. And it's just been like, you know, it's, it's been a lot of work and really hard. But it's also been like, it's just done so much for... I think more than anything that I've done during this period of COVID and everything else. And you've done a shit ton. Let's be clear here. Misha has been doing a lot in this period. And um, you're an inspiration, a daily inspiration, I think, to all of us. Because some days, (laughs) I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you get up out of bed every day, work a full-time job, and find time to be such uh, a a warrior for this cause, which is, um, you know, deeply important to you and to me. And, um, it really has been really inspiring to see you do that. Um, and Thanks, not let, Joel. and not let the, the pandemic, the pandy get you down, you know, <laughs> not stop you from doing this good work. Thanks, Joel. I mean, I think it's the thing that like keeps the pandemic from getting me down because otherwise, like I, I just feel so depressed and like the only, the only things that, uh, there, there's just not a lot that makes me feel good and hopeful, but it's like, do doing this has, I think, showed me how ready people are to help. And if you put out the call, people will meet you where you ask them to go. And mm-hmm. like, it's also been an opportunity to see my friends while I hand them bags of toilet paper in yeah. the driveway. So. really <laughs> one of my favorite days of, of the, of this whole period was that day. Um, <laughs> And it is, it does feel it like even just building the kits is like such a rewarding experience. And it's such, and you don't, it's so like 
it's such like a little conveyor belt, but it feels so good to just be like organizing soaps into a bag. And for one brief second in this hell that we're all living through, feel like your time is being spent doing something worthwhile is it's, it's something that like you cannot buy. You simply cannot buy. You simply cannot buy. I'm going to plug actually the organization that created this and encouraged people to do their own because I like I've been talking with a lot of people from all over the country setting up their own drives and just like giving them advice but this was created by a group called two groups people from Resisterhood LA and Sela which are two great organizations in Los Angeles and if you go to resisterhood.com you can find um a guide on how to make one of your own hygiene kit drives to benefit on house communities and I guarantee well, maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll maybe I'll sort of put up a competing drive to yours, (laughs) to your little operation, and maybe I'll sort of be like the big corporation who's sort of (laughs) trying to put the little guy out of business. Well, jokes on you because isn't that when Harry met Sally's plot? (laughs) (laughs) No, you're thinking of um, shop around the corner. You're thinking of, of 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 you've got mail. Oh, yes. And you see, those are two movies that I don't really know anything about, but I oh did try. Oh, my God. <laughs> You've Got Mail is one of my favorite movies. I have. I have fav. seen. You've got to watch. We'll watch it I, over Zoom. I would. You know, I would love that. Um, <laughs> so it's <laughs> <laughs> sort of the paramount. of This is like sort of the biggest part of this podcast is me dangling friendship in front of you like a little treat. <laughs> yes, master. <laughs> Um, oh, and then also I tried skateboarding for the third time this weekend and really hurt myself. Wow. <laughs> but I did do my Tony first Hawk cool skater. I fell very hard on my hip and I thought that I, I was it was one of those things where I was like scared to get up because I was scared to find out which what, bone what had popped out. Yeah. <laughs> it all ended up being fine. But um, I was very brave and I did a trick right after that. And then I um, made Wit take me home. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you lucky, lucky bitch. Um, Didn't stop me from complaining about it for four days straight. <laughs> as is R1, is, which is the real X Games, really. That's your... <laughs> and, okay, and I, so let's let's dive in here. We have some updates, actually, that we should get to. I'm really excited to hear from some of these old callers, these old-ass callers. Dana, old. play that first voicemail. Hi, Mitra and Joel, Joel and Mitra. This is Inspector Gidget calling back with an update. Um, Thank you so much for the advice. I did not catfish my friends with my cousin's pictures. However, they made the job really easy for me because I remembered that I actually got to follow their finstas at some point when they were closer to me during the school year. I did a little bit of Finsta snooping and found a post where they were together and the location was tagged as girlfriend's house. So um, putting two and two together, they are dating. Um, so figured you guys would want to know that. Thank you so much again for the advice and I love you both equally. Bye. 
Okay, Inspector Gidget sort of proving that sometimes the answer is within us the whole time. <laughs> yes, I would say that's a step that you could have uh, you could have skipped the phone call to urgent care and <laughs> scrolled through your, your follows. Finsta is like next level intimacy for me. Um, but we're so glad you called and we're so glad that you discovered it because this is truly one of our favorite calls in a while. We love low stakes <laughs> drama. We love low stakes social media drama, especially. Yeah, so and I don't want to let my bitchy comment stop anyone from calling us about something Mm-mm. like this because uh, this is this is this is our bread and butter like you ask yeah. us a real question and we're gonna flounder but you ask us well, how to find be, someone <laughs> let's be clear about our our fan base here our listenership just no matter how toxic we get about them specifically they will never stop calling and emailing us um which is why we're so lucky um, and we are we are the hosts. luckiest podcast hosts in the world i think so and our fans are like a family and also every podcast recording is is like camp to me. So, <laughs> okay, we've got a couple more updates. This one uh, is an email. I'll I'll read it. Here I go. I'll God read it. Bless. Hello again. This is from um, Rumple teased her about the guy who went camping with his brother and the girlfriend, and the girlfriend um, said that they were being mean to her, but would not um, sort of. Uh, clarify what that meant. I have to say how honored I am to be given this nickname and even the title of the episode. Thank you for your advice on what to do with my brother's girlfriend. While Mitra said that she was probably just having a bad day and took it out on me, which made the most sense, I don't think that's how she actually felt because she ghosted me again. She's told me in the past about how she had ghosted friends and she hasn't really talked to me since, not even to show off her brand new puppy. In the end, I don't think she said what she did to try and make me a better friend or more aware of her feelings because then why would she ghost me? I have to believe she did it just to hurt me or or was me apologizing not the response she wanted and she expected me to show up at her house holding a radio over my head crying. At the end of my email, I mentioned how we were supposed to move in next to them this month. She promised us this house for months and helped us plan our lives around it. She even told me that she still wanted us to live there after the blowout, but she still hasn't given me the application and I have no way of reaching out to the landlord. So I guess she deemed me unworthy of that too. I still have to see her at the holidays, so I can't wait to give her the cold shoulder because while I try to be responsible for her feelings, this whole thing has been really hard on me too. Basically losing a brother, a good friend, and a house all while being painted as a piece of shit. I think about it every day and feel like I'm going crazy and my brother still hasn't tried to talk to me about the whole situation. Thank you for helping me in a time of great need when my therapist couldn't fit me into his schedule. Sorry this update is so long. I just have a lot of feelings. By the way, she was also teasing us that night. She kept making fun of what my boyfriend was wearing even after he told her to stop. What a hypocrite. Wow. Lots going on here. I do <sighs> want to say you've really given up on the house. Um, I think you've thrown in the, the cards a little too soon. Look up the address, babe. You can find that landlord information. That's public info. Yeah, don't let don't... her control you. If you want that house, get that house. Yeah, but also it's like, do you want that house? You want to be yeah. right by this person? Also, it's like you can't be responsible for this person's feelings. I mean, that's like, I mean, isn't that just like straight up codependence is feeling like you're responsible for the way that other people feel? I think... There's nothing you can do about what this per all you you have done what you can do, which is reaching out to this person, apologizing, trying to talk about how you feel. Um, so I I also just real quick, like if your brother hasn't tried to talk to you, my question is like, have you tried to talk to your brother? You probably mm-hmm. have, but I'm really sorry this is happening, but it sounds like this chick fucking blows. So yeah. <laughs> not worth trying to be friends with. But and I understand that, that, that it's hard. And that's that on that. Um, sidebar really quick, Mitra. Do we even want to read this update? I think we can skip it. Yeah, let's skip it. Okay. okay. <laughs> I 
back. We should keep that in. (laughs) 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 Just a little peek behind the curtain. Just a little peek behind the production curtain. Um, (laughs) Well, I guess that's all our updates for this week. Um, We love to hear back from our listeners um, about whether or not they took our advice, um, how badly it blew up in their face, if it was successful. Please (laughs) feel free to give us a call or shoot us an email with your updates. Or if you're just listening to this and you heard heard how well it went for those people and Mm -hmm. you want your own question answered right here on this podcast, please give us a call at 323-334-0371 or email us at urgentcarepod at gmail.com. Wow, a little violent on the pod this time, I love Joel. That. I love that. Pod. Yeah. Pod. Choi- I'm feeling angry. I'm feeling lonely. Pod. We're getting, we're getting choices from Joel. So if there are any sort of VO casting directors listening to this podcast, <laughs> um, you can direct can your, you can, you can email me um, at Joel's agent, Mitra Johari at gmail dot dot. So <laughs> wow, she gets, she gets 45% of everything I make. Um, <laughs> it's very fair. I'm in fact going to think about that a little bit over the break. And when we come back, we'll dive in with your calls and your emails. Yes. <laughs> and we're back. Wow. How about that for some choices? A huh? gear, I was gearing up for my big reveal of my new and we're back. And we'll, <laughs> <laughs> well, there will be other commercial breaks, you know. Um, yeah, so the first one is kind of the, the prime real estate. So actually, okay. it doesn't even really matter. All right. Well, now it's, we're in a fight. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> didn't realize, um, but we are. So let's, let's just, Dana, hurry up and play that voicemail. So get me out of this. Before I bust. Um, We are really big fans of both of yours for a long time. Long time listeners. We've seen both of you guys. We've met you, Mitra, but we have a huge problem. We need your help. Okay. So we want to go on a weekend vacation, like to a cabin, go be in nature, see nature. Um, And we have three close friends that we're considering bringing. Well, two of them, we really want to invite them. They're so fun. Oh, yeah. I forgot to say we're a couple. Okay, yeah. But we're dating. We're dating. Okay. (laughs) Um, But basically, this third friend, we don't really want to invite. We just have a long history with her. Like, we're all friends from university, and we just graduated. And the friendship could honestly be, like, a whole call in itself. But basically, (laughs) this third friend is a very volatile personality. And like a very volatile, a very moody person, and would generally bring the bad vibes. And I know the other two people don't want her to come, but I want to keep this friendship because she's fun to go to events with, and it's kind of one of our only friends left in the city. And she'd be so pissed if we didn't tell her, and would for sure want to come. Um, if we did, like she'd be talking about going to a cabin. So our question is really, should we keep the peace? Because the peace is so fragile. (laughs) So should we just go alone and leave our two fun friends at home? Should we suck it up and invite everyone? Or should we just go with our two fun friends? And if we do that, how do we like get around this? Um, What should we tell our other friends? Should we lie? It's really up to us. Yeah. So please help us. Please help us. Love you guys. (laughs) This is kind of time sensitive, so I don't know if you'll answer this. Bye. Wow. I love this call. 
we not since Eli and Lucy have we had a dual call like this. Really, I know. I mean, like chaotic, but in tandem, a great mm-hmm. couple. Like you can tell. Yeah, you love it. Um, what should we call them? My first instinct, and again, this is just my first pitch, you know, and sometimes first pitches are strikes, mm-hmm. um, not home runs, but Bagelina. Bagelina? <laughs> I mean, we're doing it. No! <laughs> They'll be so mad. They'll be so mad. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. Bagelina. No, you said it. So you, there's some part of you that really wants it to be the name. <laughs> <laughs> did I mean did you have anything? I was thinking like um drag them in the woods like Kevin in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> so Badgelina. Okay, so Badgelina it is. Um and I have to say that if the pandemic has taught us anything, it is that life is too short and I think you should do what you really want to do, which is just bring the two fun friends. Yes. And and sort and not bring this volatile person who uh, I I love. The, actually, it's so funny because as I was listening to this call the first time, I was sort of like, why, why are they even friends with this person? And then the, this is the first this on the second listen, I was like, oh, she's fun to go to events with. And I was like, that paints a picture. That yes. paints a real clear picture of the kind of friend this person is. And we all have, we have that friend. This friend, I I totally. <sighs> I, I, I just think like we're getting out of our houses so rarely. Mm-hmm. If you're going to leave, you must curate the experience. Why feel bad on purpose? Just lie to your friend. It's not like your yeah. friend is going to go to your house while you're away. They're not going to know. Exactly. Post this is no like, pictures. Post no pictures. That I have to say. The pandemic has has also really brought into my life this idea that pictures are for memories. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, like I've just been like looking at pictures that I've taken without, and I haven't like I'm not really posting anything, and it's beautiful. It really is. Like I didn't do it while I was away, and it really was. It felt so nice, and like it. Just don't post any pictures. Tell your your volatile event friend that you're going, but just the two of you. And then bring your two fun friends and just make a no, um, a no, no socials. Because that's what you want to do anyways. Trust me. The, take this opportunity to take a no socials vacation. It really is so refreshing. Yeah. Don't, I mean, do not do something that feels bad on purpose in a time that already feels incredibly bad. And, uh, you know, I know we're obsessed with like lying and like evading conflict, but it's like, I don't know. Who cares? Don't talk to your friend about it. (laughs) Do they even need to know that you're leaving at all? No, I don't think they do at all. I think you just say like, oh, just like uh, watching movies. (laughs) Yeah, there are truly people. I was gone for a week and a half. And I think there are people who didn't know I was gone. And like, why would they? Like, like, I'm not I'm not telling people where I'm going and what I'm doing. Like, it just who cares? (laughs) Yeah, I was doing the same shit you know, when I was gone too. And you can just like, I don't know, green screen a picture of your home as your background uh, <laughs> and get on a Zoom call with her and really tease out. Because that, that'll that have a really fun element to your vacation is um, just the <laughs> Zooming her in secret while on vacation to keep up the charade, I'd say. But yeah, um, I will say um, if she does find out and she is mad, just go on a second vacation with her. 
Um, I know that's kind of cost prohibitive, but um, be like, we just wanted to go um, just the two of us. And we're going to go with on one with you, just the three of us um, eventually. And she, you know, doesn't have to know anything else but that. You can also be like, hey, we didn't invite you because you're our most volatile friend. And then give yourself Mm -hmm. some drama to subsist on for the next few months. It really is tough to be the event friend when there are no events. Um, and it That's really true. sort of lays bare what that you are the event friend. Once the events are gone, you sort of are like, what's left with, of this friendship? Oh, nothing, because yeah. the events were the friendship. Yeah. But who knows? Maybe Tough. maybe you are her event friend, too. Who can say? Yeah. Maybe they, maybe she won't be mad at all. So, Badgelina, I hope you guys um, <laughs> really um, have a, a blast in the cabin. It sounds like a delight. As someone who just got back from a very similar situation, um, it is going to be healing until you get home and realize that you will not be able to see your ceramicist boyfriend for God knows how long. Well, um, you got you got a ceramicist girlfriend just down the street, so. <laughs> <laughs> a little different because I'm not having penetrative sex with you. Um, all right. On that <laughs> note, we have an email. Mitra, would you please read it? I'm tired. Yeah, of course. I'd love to read it. Thank ha- you. You are my rock. I am a rock. That song? <laughs> all right. <laughs> Can't keep this one from singing. Yeah. Hi, Joel and Mitra. Mitra and Joel. I would like to preface this by acknowledging that Urgent Care is the first and only podcast I listen to. Wow. And it's become such an ingrained piece of my life that I can't imagine what life without it would be. All podcasts are like this, by the way. Every single podcast is exactly like ours. (laughs) So here's my issue. There's a presumably straight dating the Regina George of our school comes from a MAGA family guy that keeps flirting with me. I'm a single gay dude and I don't know how to ask him to stop. I like him and would 100% date him if I were able to. However, I feel like him flirting with me is weird and he's just messing with me. I'm talking hair touching, flirty talking, etc. How do I approach him about the flirting and how do I defend myself if he denies flirting with me? This could easily backfire on me since I live in the Midwest, one hour from Milliken, and his evil girlfriend would murder me and be a shit to my friends to retaliate because that's how she rolls. Thank you so much. I love the podcast and the hygiene kit stuff that Mitra does. Thank you. And Joel, I hate to objectify you, but please sit on my face. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Really, really sort of a clear picture of uh, how people see us. You are sort of um, Mother Teresa, and <laughs> I am just a, a little mouth for butts. Um, okay. What are we calling this person? <laughs> he gave us sort of an in with the Regina George stuff. I do feel there is something there mm-hmm. um yeah so we've got sort of mean girls vibes we've yeah. got um who are the char- who are the other characters katie heron katie heron is there something there katie scare him oh. <laughs> okay there it is oh. katie scare him i love i love our radical acceptance that we are applying to these yeah. names <laughs> It really is. Um, we backed ourselves into this corner, this conceit that neither of us are good at. Um, and now we've just accepted that we'll, we'll, we'll never get better at it. Um, no. And we and in order to make the podcast better, we simply must move forward with the bat name. So Katie, scare him away. <laughs> I, I, ha- I worry about this situation, Mitra. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what my instinct is. My instinct is this is a she's all that style prank that this person and his evil girlfriend are playing on you and they are just waiting for you to take the bait and good on you 
for not taking the bait. Because the second you reciprocate the feelings, people are going to jump out of closets. You're going to end up on TikTok. <laughs> and you're going to be the laughing stock of your school. So stay far away from this person because I do not trust him as far as I can throw him. Yeah, I, I just think like historically, I feel that when people are flirting in a way that feels like they're taking advantage of you, they probably are. Um, but that does not suggest that that's a person who's going to be very considerate of you when you confront them about it. Um, yeah. Because it's a lot of like what you've listed is a lot of stuff that if you call this person out on it, they can be like, I wasn't I wasn't flirting like I, I that wasn't mm -hmm, flirting mm -hmm. like you're reading into stuff. Oh, my God. Like that's that's sort of my sort of built in knee jerk fear. Like I haven't had this exact experience, but I've certainly had people where I've been like they're coming on to me. And then when I've been like, are you coming on to me? They're like, uh, no. <laughs> and that's on them, not on me. <laughs> and, but I, I think that's but I like mean, a even kind of like classic shit. In in the best case scenario, this guy is closet deeply closeted, and and you're sort of like the proving ground where he's like trying to come out a little bit. Like that's no fun. You don't want to be that person for him either. And no. so, in order to make him stop, every time he touches you, you need to sort of seize, seize up, shoulders seize. up by your ears, sort of uh, uh, mm -hmm. make that noise every time he touches you. Um, just make it body language extremely clear that you are disturbed and not elated by his affection. And I think like cutting off contact as much as possible too with like the flirty talking and all that because this person has a girlfriend. I think this person like, it sounds, I, I trust your judgment that this person is flirting with you and if they have this girlfriend, then they are messing with you and sort of leading you on. So like if they break up with their girlfriend and confess their crush, that's one thing. But if they continue to have a girlfriend and flirt with you while that's happening, that's confusing for you and it's not yeah. very considerate of them. So yeah. value your time by not giving them as much access to you if that's possible. And put the camera on him every time you're around him. That'll get him to stop flirting with you. <laughs> Just be like, I'm making a TikTok. It's really long. Um, <laughs> And then if he's on cam, you know, the behavior will stop. Okay? And, I, and, and I love you sort of pandering to the young crowd by referencing TikTok so much. <laughs> yes, I love it. I love it when the Chinese steal my data. Um, <laughs> I, I love, love TikTok. It, actually. I love TikTok, but my nightmare would be making a TikTok. So <laughs> yeah, oh, never, 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 could never. Um, don't have it in me. Don't have it in me. I'm too scared. Um, but I'm not scared of this next call. Ooh. Dana, would you play it? <laughs> Hi, Joel and Mitra. Um, I am calling because my sister's boyfriend is an idiot and I <laughs> don't know how to respond to him anymore. Um, so he's like a total conspiracy theorist, just like doesn't believe in science. Um, some of the things he talks about are like benign that like Everyone needs to be putting rocks in our water to get minerals, like whatever, who cares, put rocks <laughs> in your water, to like the truly insane where he like, yes. believes in the crazy ass Wayfair conspiracy, which I don't even want to get into, but Google it. It is psycho. Um, and he will just like spout stuff that is not true about like coronavirus and all this. And I feel like when we're all in our family get togethers, I just sort of like nod my head and like smile and I'm like, you know, taking him at face value, but there's a part of me that just wants to tell him to shut the fuck up, but also I love my sister and I don't want to create a family brawl. Um, do you have any suggestions for 
a not intensely confrontational way to shut down someone just spewing absolute garbage theories. Thank you so much. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So this person. Hmm. Rocks in the water. We got <laughs> um, Wayfair. We got hmm. garbage spewing. Yeah. Spouter. Um, conspiracy Oscar theorist. The... Oscar the. Theorist? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Even that's, we can't stop there, can we? (laughs) We're, this is what we're doing. (laughs) Yeah, this is what we're doing now. I shouldn't have said it if I didn't want it to be what it is. So, Oscar Oscar the theorist. theorist. (laughs) That's what we're naming this caller specifically. This. Dana um, has, the light has left Dana's eyes. (laughs) Yeah, she really, she really can't believe. Um, How can I will say how can so? They be that like this. I would say this is like historically bad as an episode. Historically bad. We were both actually paid a lot of money to write comedy. <laughs> to, that is like our literal job. Like that is what is paying both of our rents, and that's what we came up with. That is, and I mean, that's really sad. I and it should be writing... inspirational to every single person listening here who has aspirations to be a comedy writer. Because um, yeah. if we can make it, anyone then can. Surely you can. <laughs> Yeah, if you've ever, like, sent us a question or an email. Oh, my God. Dana, Dana says this one might be one of the worst ones. She just chatted wow. us. She won't even address us, dur- like, with verbal. Yeah, she, she, she chatted it because she's laughing so oh hard. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm just like, well, and that, and that Oscar the Theorist <laughs> actually has to be one of a badge. You have to wear that as a badge of honor. You have received one of the worst names in urban care history. No, I would say, with love, the worst. The worst. Yeah, <laughs> because yeah. at least I'll, with the I'll other ones, it. with the other ones, it's like it's a long walk, or like it's too simple, or it's just someone's full name. But this one, I go, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's not a pun. It's not. Yeah, it's really nothing. It's, it's truly it's not nothing. And, and it's, it's not silly. <laughs> yeah. It's barely comedy. It's comedy. It's sort of so bad, though, that it does circle back around into being comedy. I'll say no, that I mean, about it. I mean, um, hey, we're talking about it. All press is we're good talking press, about it. We haven't even touched her question yet. Should we which end is a the good episode? One. Yeah, I think we're done. I think we're absolutely done. Um, listen, um, this is something I struggle with. I don't know about you. I know that we're both very non-confrontational people. Mm-hmm. And, like, I actually, my barber brought up the Wayfair Conspiracy, which I don't know. Are you familiar with the Wayfair thing? Basically, it's that all their cabinets are named after missing girls or abducted girls, something along those lines. I sort of tuned out my barber as he was explaining it to me. And, you know, that's a that's a very fraught situation because obviously I don't want to piss off my barber while he's cutting my hair. But here's the thing. What I have found to be the best sort of thing that will end the conversation and also sort of maybe even be helpful to the person that is spewing the garbage theories is just to ask the simple questions not to be not to be like hey that's wrong but sort of be like hey well, um what's the source for that i always ask for the source and if they can't and then you sort of keep asking that question in a sort of uh, you know and you you sort of it's like a russian doll you keep going back to the source until they finally realize that they sound really they, that sometimes they'll sort of realize how bad and, and crazy they sound, if that makes any sense. That totally makes sense. I think, you know, also 
there's I want to always push people to fight back and push back in these moments but there's also like I have people in my family where I have sort of lost the strength to continue battling and I know that I'm seeing them like once a year and I just leave the room like I, I just when they start talking about shit that's fucked up i get up and i leave the room and i mm-hmm. s- i say nothing i just get up every single time it comes up and you know sometimes it's like you're leaving the room a lot so yeah. it's, and hopefully that is its own little message in and of itself but maybe not i mean i don't i don't know if they're like clocking that like i'm leaving the room every time they say something insane but there's also like your mental health at stake and if it's a bummer that your sister is with this person. Thankfully, that's just a boyfriend. So maybe this will not be someone you're stuck with forever. But also, like, talk to your sister about this person more. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I really, like, if if my sister was dating someone who made me very, very upset, you better believe that she would be hearing about it from me before it gets... Because, like, yeah. once it gets really, really serious, what are you going to do? That's... Uh, like you you're got- gonna be you're gonna be drinking water out of your <laughs> with out, with rocks in it for the rest of your fucking life every time you visit your sister. That's what will happen, and you'll be hearing about every new PizzaGate conspiracy every single time as well. So you got to nip this in the bud. Yeah, you got to find a way to ruin this relationship. I don't, <laughs> and that wasn't your question, but that's sort of the round. That's we're 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 presenting you with a new dilemma, which is how to sort of undercut this relationship. Um, yes, <laughs> Get I them always to break I, up, but. I love I love to present I love to present fact as question with these people just sort of like ah oh, you know I thought I thought that um, masks were actually proven to be really effective in stopping COVID nineteen and then they're sort of forced to like then uh, you know like where did you hear that they're not show me show me actually can you show me um, and then they just get and then they get, you are become so annoying in their eyes that they stop talking to you. That's really good. I actually think if you're not if you don't feel comfortable leaving the room, then just become so annoying that they stop sharing their their crazy theories with you. I think Oscar the both theorist. are absolutely lovely options that don't involve doing any very difficult legwork. And I'm Mm-mm. all about avoiding the difficult legwork with people that are not worth the energy. Exactly. And on that note. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we've just got a few a few more things to get out of the way before we can both go home. Okay. <laughs> and of course, we are both in our homes. <laughs> Whoa, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> wow. That was what we were waiting for this whole episode. Well, I sort of... um led with the w sound and i was like i have to just own it because i didn't mean mm-hmm, to do that mm-hmm. um <laughs> <laughs> i wasn't i wasn't trying to do a woe but i, I was just gonna go we're back yeah. and i want i like to start with an and we're back um so and sort of the foundation of this podcast is that w- neither one of us can be responsible for the things that come out of our mouth sounds sentences thoughts theories yeah. and any of it is something that we can't control nor can we be responsible for no because at the end of the day this is a show that is so tightly scripted that we like <clears throat> we are simply performers we are vessels for an elite group of incredible writers yeah. who we are legally not allowed to name yeah. because they have asked our showrunner <laughs> our showrunner sort of sat bolt right set bolt 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 right up see and, th- and that is the kind of writing that you can come to expect so sat bolt right up Okay, a showrunner <laughs> last night in the middle of the night sat up, 
sort of shot up and said, Oscar the theorist. He wrote that down. (laughs) And he said, that's going in the show. Well, and you know, like, obviously, sometimes we get these names and we question them because Joel and I are inquisitive people. And but here's the thing is we are a multi million dollar production and we've won so many Emmys for this mm-hmm, show and mm-hmm. so many so many awards in the Peabody's. podcasting arena. Peabody's, of course, how could I forget the Peabody's? So you you stop questioning people like this and then you just say Oscar the Theorist and the people are out in the streets. They love it so much. And this will be on t-shirts. Out in the streets. <laughs> Oscar the Theorist. I want to see that. When, when we come back and we have live shows, I want to see Oscar the Theorist on t-shirts, okay? Yeah. <laughs> um, but let's get to this um, email. It's pretty long. I will read it because I'm a faster reader than Mitra. That's true. Um, and I that's get something our fans up. know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hi, Joel, Mitra, Mitra and Joel, and also Dana, longtime listener, first-time emailer. I'm a 23-year-old queer man, and those identifiers alone indicating the loads of personal issues we could unpack together. I haven't had any problems that felt particularly podworthy until the past few weeks. Here's my dilemma. I began talking to a guy long distance early into quarantine, and we hit it off over many hours of FaceTime. We started what I thought was casually dating mid-May and safely met up in person a couple of times. Although we'd talked about seeing where things would go, I had some reservations that made it difficult to see us dating long term. When he told me he loved me three weeks in, I knew it was time to jump ship for both our sakes. After weighing the pros and cons, I broke up with him a week later and tried to be as honest and considerate as possible about not seeing the relationship moving further. He immediately blocked me on all socials and that was that, or so I thought. Fast forward a couple weeks and he sends me a book-length text out of the blue letting me know that he's tested positive for chlamydia. Instead of it being a health check-in, he accused me of knowingly giving him an STI and intentionally jeopardizing his health, slut-shaming me by weaponizing my sexual history and told me I needed to seriously work on myself, prescribing a list of ways in which I should do just that. He blocked me on everything down to my phone number, so I had no way to respond. His emails may still work, but I haven't checked. After getting his message, I tested negative for all STIs, and at this point, I don't know if he outright lied or if he contracted chlamydia from someone else. The false accusation of basically criminal activity was one thing, but what's continuing to mess with me is not being able to respond to him and defend myself. Despite my self-deprecation, at the top of this message, I promise I'm self-aware enough to know I'm not as horrible a person as he claims. It feels like the right thing to do is not just is is just not engage and take the high road, but a part of me wants to find a way to confront him about this. Should I just leave it as is or try to address it? And could there be any positive outcome in directly calling him out? Thanks for continuing to private blast along with the chaotic blah, 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 helpful advice. I'm not reading the rest of this because he includes his full name and it's been a long email already. <laughs> um, okay. Falsely accused... Chlamydia. Um, the high road. Um, the high road. Let's see. A, lo- a book length text. Cl- the high road head. Cl- the high rodia. <laughs> Clorodia. Cl- Chlamediator. <laughs> Chlamediator. That's it. Great. We got to go with it. Okay. Chlamediator. Dana, the, the color is draining from her face. It's just getting worse oh and God. worse for our poor, poor. Dana just got producer. put on life support <laughs> from what how is, bad wait, the names are. What is are. it? Chlamediator. Chlamediator. Cl- which barely even actually connects to his problem. No, I, I mean, it was say, just sort but, of the only word I could think of that sort of even vaguely worked with cl- cl- chlamydia. Yeah. So, I mean, well, this, this couple clearly needs a mediator. So yeah. that's sort of. What I, I, mean, I, think I think a mediator would have been really helpful. Mostly, I think you know situation. what I think is it's it's really about us. Like we are the 
we are the mediators. So what I uh, my my initial instinct is this: you gotta if you want to go scorched earth, bitch. Let's go scorched earth on this on this situation. <laughs> and you take a screenshot of those text messages and you post them on your close friends list and you say, this psycho falsely accused me of chlamydia. Okay? And guess what? I don't have it. And then on the next slide, your 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 negative results, okay? And you say, you be the judge who's guilty here. And they'll all they'll all notice steer clear of this one. Because guess what? The gay community is very small no matter where you are. And you and people need to know about this. Post it on your Finsta or or if you really want to go in, you post it on the main. And guess what? He's got you blocked. So he'll never see it. That's what I say. I mean, this is that is that too crazy? I think putting it on the main is a big step, but I do think (laughs) 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 But I also think like I it it is it is a a big deal it, it is a huge accusation like it, it, if you if you I mean I guess I what I what I'm thinking is just like I'm I'm not like is it possible to, you can't like test negative and yeah I mean false positives and false negatives are all possible in this case but you can also be asymptomatic with chlamydia for a long time and unless you're getting tested you you know so it's possible that he's gotten it from any number of sources and has had it for however long there's a lot of possibilities it's just a huge jump to just come for someone in that way especially someone who is open and willing to get tested and did get tested and doesn't have it (laughs) yeah I mean, the the meat of the the other second part of your question, do I think you'll find peace or solace out of putting him on blast on your Finsta or your close friends list? No, no. I think, in fact, forgetting about it is probably the healthiest route, obviously. But will it be as satisfying as sort of proclaiming and proving your innocence? Because, I mean, for all you know, he could be doing the same thing to you on his close friends list. Sorry to put that. Sorry to plant that seed. Um, I just realized I probably shouldn't have said that, but because um, you didn't even mention that as a possibility in your mind. But I, if this person is psycho enough to do all of this three weeks in, I love you, then I think he is absolutely in the headspace to put this on social media and say, watch out for chlamediator because it could be bad. Yeah, I think I, I don't think you're going to get any relief but I think you um, might have some fun shit talking with your friends. But I, I, yes. I don't. You're not going to solve anything by posting about no. it. I'll say that the but situation you know won't go away. We don't. We don't. We've lost. You know, sometimes f- doing something for the fun of it. We don't do that enough. We don't do that enough. Hey, we don't give advice enough. To just do something for the fun of it. I'm to- always in support of talking shit with your friends. <laughs> so especially if it's just in service of having fun. Really, truly. Truly. All right. Well, I hope we helped. Um it was we we only spent about half the length of your email talking about your problem, but um that's your fault, not ours. <laughs> okay, and we've actually reached the end of our, our calls and emails, we've got one last voicemail. I know you guys are uh, sort of at the edge of your seats. Like, will they actually name one of these people a decent name this episode, as is sort of the intrinsic drama of every episode of our podcast, Urgent Care? But you'll just have to find out once we listen to it. Dana, please play the voicemail. Hello, Yo, and Dana. Oh, so my God. Basically, we're two friends experiencing a joint issue, and here's the situation. So, I'm a huge fan of Celebrity Chef Samin Nostrat. 
I have made yes. the recipe, watched her live stream, bought her book, watched her show. Also happened to know that she follows Mitra Johari on Instagram. So that Wait. being said, wow. she seems like a great person overall. So the plot says is that at the beginning of quarantine, I found out she was my neighbor in an unnamed city in the Bay Area. And since then, I've seen her walk around the neighborhood or just seen her a lot because we live so close. So Samin cannot know that we know who she is. I just need them to become neighbor friends, and eventually we can, like, I don't know, like, cook together. So the question is, how do I approach her in a not weird way so that we can eventually just all be friends cooking in her kitchen together? Thank you so much. Any advice is appreciated. Love you so much. And Mitra, sit on my, my face. Also, Mitra, we love your pottery. And Joel, we love you too. Oh, okay, bye. <laughs> wow. A second. I didn't even clock this when, um, as putting the episode together that we had two joint calls this episode. I love it. Historic. If you, Historic. Because if you can if you can balance and you can really not be too chaotic so we still understand your message, then we really encourage two really callers. Impressive. Yeah. Really, really impressive stuff. Um so this one is more of a twin vibe. I'm sort of getting like a Mary Kate Ashley Olson. Yes. Um uh Dakota and L you know, other, or, or they're not twins, but, you know, you get the vibe that I'm going with here. The Cole, Cole and Dylan Sprouse. What about um, Samit Cute? <laughs> Samit Cute. That is so cute. <laughs> I like that one a lot. Um, Samit Cute. I mean, I, too, am a huge Samit Nosrat fan. I really love Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat. Well, and apparently she follows you on Instagram. I didn't so know she congrats. followed me on Instagram. I I don't have a single fucking celebrity chef following me on Instagram. <laughs> I'm very and that's really disturbing. Very starstruck and hope that she likes you, me. You you go immediately <laughs> to her page, like seventeen of her photos. I've already row, sent so her name. a psycho message on it on Twitter. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> You did it on the wrong on the wrong platform, babe. She follows you on Instagram. That's the one you need to go and copy and paste that message right now. Um now Onto the advice portion of this podcast. I think they stay far away. <laughs> I think so too. I, I think you stay far away. I think for the sa- for your sake and for the sake of this relationship, you do nothing. Especially near someone's home. Do not. I it just like because then it's like, am I being watched? Which yes, she is. Um, <laughs> but I, I think leave her alone. Um, be a fan from afar. And if you guys happen to organically meet, great. Do not force it. Do not make this person feel weird. It, I know if that if I don't think I don't think this would happen to me. But if this happened to me, it would make me stress out. So <laughs> that is Yeah. I mean the only way I guess for this to work is if if you have like a hot male friend that you well actually I don't know what her her sexuality is or what her preferences are, but I think it's sort of the I'm trying I'm putting myself in her shoes and the only way I'd be interested in meeting someone like under these conditions is if they had a hot friend that I wanted to fuck. <laughs> Um, so if you can find a hot friend that she wants to fuck, then God bless, fi- then like trap her that way. Because um, that's the only way that I can see it really working out. I know you came here and we're like fun and goofy. And you said, Mitra and Joel are going to enable this behavior. But no, in fact, we're going to no. do what we always do and say, go to therapy, you, you freaks. You little freaks. <laughs> to follow someone around, to, to, to follow someone around outside their home in hopes of getting to cook with them. How dare you? <laughs> I think, you know, you you got to uh, respect people's space. And um, if anything, let her come to you and don't force it. 
especially yeah. during the pandemic. <laughs> well, I, this this could be fun. Oh my god, this is what they can do because this is like the least obtrusive. Because that is, you're right. She has to come to them. And so what you do is every time you see her walking outside, you go and grab a pre-prepared shopping bag full of ingredients that includes salt, acid, and and what salt, are fat, doing? acid, and heat. Salt, <laughs> fat, acid, and heat. Okay. And they're like very like, you know, you've got your French baguette and then you've got your salt, acid, fat, and heat. Salt, acid, fat, heat. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And you've got all these great ingredients. And then a couple times she walks across your path, you drop the bag and all the ingredients spill out onto the (laughs) Bay Area street. Okay. And she notices all these incredible ingredients and she says, wow, that's incredible that you have um, star anise um, in there. I love all that star anise. What are you making with the star anise? And you say, I don't know. I just sort of picked up these ingredients. I, I wish that I knew what to cook. Okay. And that's how you trap her. It's either hot guy or hot ingredients. Mm, but no matter what, there's got to be heat. Mm-hmm. Got to be heat. <laughs> well, I hope we solved uh, it. I think we gave them some good advice, which is, you know, definitely um, stay away and talk <laughs> to a professional about your desire to intrude on this person's life. Um, and then also gave them some some good advice on how to not do that too, if they <laughs> if they choose to ignore the the real advice. Good people um, on both sides. <laughs> good people on both sides. Samit cute. Um, that's it. I think that's the that's the one good. We did. We actually did stick the landing. And by we, I mean you. You really stuck the landing with the name. I think we got one good one in there. Thank you. Um, we'll feel- see what July. July is the one who decides title of up. We have no say in it. If July chooses. Oscar the theorist over Samit Cute. I don't know. You I, know, like that's just his taste. And that's, you know. Gimme, gimme Oscar the theorist. <laughs> that's what I say. Because that one's going to stand the test of time, I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> People will know immediately um, what we're talking about. Samit Cute, they'll be confused. Of they'll course. be like, what is this podcast about? Yeah. Oscar the theorist, they'll say, let's dive in. Oscar the theorist, they'll say, hmm. So I don't have to like be stressed out about like missing anything. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I kind of do other stuff while I'm listening. <laughs> yeah, this is definitely a laundry sort of podcast. You know, you're doing two other things while listening. Um, um, okay, wow, Mitra, you really lifted my spirits as always uh, over the course of this ep. There were some high highs, some real low really lows, high, I would say, too. High highs, absolutely. The the depths that we plummeted to in this podcast, unprecedented. Unprecedented. <laughs> um but that's the pod, guys. Um, once again, Mitra, I'm going to test your memory. What's the number that they should call if they have any problems okay, that they want to Okay, 323-334-0371. Wow. A genius. An absolute <laughs> mess. A genius. And the email, of course, is urgentcarepod at gmail.com. Um, drop us a line. Try and make your voicemails, you know, under the two-minute mark. The shorter, the better. Um, and, um, yeah, we'll see you on the flip side. We love you guys. Love ya. Bye. Goodbye.